Welcome to this week's podcast. We have the hottest sisters in Australian sport here right now, the Levi sisters. How are you two? Yeah, great. Thank you. Good. <laughs> and for those of you living in a bubble, we're talking about Tegan and Maddie, and they are sensational on the field, sensational off the field, and great ambassadors for female sport. And I'm really excited to have a chat about your story. Let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy, and we're going to add on to the end of that, legends at a young age. Both like, how old are you guys? 21. 19. 19. And you guys are changing the face of rugby, like rugby sevens, and you've hit some milestones that have been around forever. Yeah. And you're leading a whole generation of females in sport, which I just love hearing. So I really want to start right away now and go into sacrifice. Like, let's not muck around and talk about the fun bits at first. You give up a lot, and people are probably sitting there going, oh, yeah whatever they travel the world they're playing for australia but you've given up some big things to represent the country haven't you yeah definitely like especially now living out of home in sydney we've definitely realized how much we've had to sacrifice just to make the team and make those training sessions so my bank account's definitely not happy that i live in sydney with the how expensive it is but also just growing up we've always had to make sacrifices just to put our best foot forward to get to hopefully represent our country and looking back at it now i wouldn't change for anything what about you i had to sacrifice going to like school form and stuff to just try to get selected in a team to go to Dubai and that kicked started my career off and I wouldn't change anything as Maddie said like it's so crazy traveling at such a young age and doing something I love so um yeah definitely heaps of sacrifices but as I said, wouldn't change it. And so for a young human, female, wanting to play elite sport, what type of advice would you give them for those early years? I think especially during school, you see people grow up and they're going to parties and they're having fun and on weekends or after school, they get to go hang out at the shops. And I think as a young girl, especially, um, we looked at that and we were a bit left out. We felt like a bit of an outcast, just being on the outside, looking at all these people having fun. But um, I think just stay at it and stay positive. And if you love something and you can turn a career into it, it, you get to eventually do what you love as work and that's what we look at now we do a nine to five job playing footy and we get to travel the world and see some pretty cool places so the little my little self would be looking at me and being so proud and um forget about every time we got left out or like didn't go to a party because we had something better on like training and now we get to party traveling the world yeah nice there's been some fun ones on your institute just quite <laughs> yeah, no, you guys some... may have given a little bit up early but you definitely <laughs> catch up in the off season oh no definitely I feel like I've put some kilos on to this off season. <laughs> well, let, let's hit that. Let's hit, you brought it up. You guys cop a lot of flack as females in sport, don't you? And it's, some of it's just plain disgusting people hiding behind keyboards. It's nasty. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think these days people think you have to be a certain body type, certain look like to play sport, but everyone's different. We say bring your role to the team and I think everyone in our team's not, no one's the same at anything. So yeah, these days I feel like you have to be confident in your own body and just forget about all the people that hide behind the keyboards. What, why do you engage with these people? Do you just ignore them? Do you care what they say? Like you're young athletes and you're young humans. Like it's tough. Yeah, I guess as a young athlete, like in this environment, like you obviously do have a little bit of um, sense of hurt when you read comments like that. Like people um, obviously thinking like that, have like they have nothing better to say. But then when you look at the bigger scheme, we don't engage in comments like that because if you're hiding behind a kitty cat, 
808 username and you're going to come and comment about what I'm doing and what how I'm representing my country I feel like you've got bigger problems than picking on people that are trying to make a move in this sport and like trying to progress women's sport yeah, that's awesome. Well said. And you're doing a fair bit in that bullying space too, aren't you, you two? Yeah, yeah we've teamed up with Dolly's Dream and something that's close to my heart, but Maddie's as well. Growing up, it wasn't easy, as Maddie said. feel like we were on the outskirt and then um, girls used to put us down. So um, so girls to, and boys? Yeah, yep. to wow. embrace that and spread awareness about that and like speak up no matter what. So what is Dolly's Dream? What is it? A charity? Yeah, it's like an organisation. Um, there was this little girl named Dolly who... Um, unfortunately took her own life due to the effects of bullying online and in person and this charity works behind raising awareness and um, creating a safe space for people to open up and talk about it so I guess Tegan was pretty fortunate she had me and we have such a tight-knit family so she could come to us when something like that happened but not everyone has that safe space or feels like they have that safe space so especially us traveling the world like internationally and being so successful and like living our happy lives now it obviously Obviously wasn't like that so just to show everyone that our story from the beginning is we did experience bullying and we have gone through all those hardships and like we're 21 and 19 traveling the world like playing footy and we like literally are probably the happiest we've ever been but to show people that you can get through that and you can break through that sad like depressing time so what let, let's talk about body shapes mm-hmm. what what is the directive from Rugby sevens for you guys with you, like uh, they want you put weight on, keep weight off. They want you build some lean muscle. Like what type of directors are you? I mean, you're playing sport for a team. You're not you're yep. not bodybuilding and and or doing a transformation. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there's two very different things here. So what type of, for the people out there listening? What yep. type of things without throwing people's names yep. and stuff mm. in there? What type of directives are you getting as an athlete? I think it's pretty exciting. Like especially the team we're in, it's all very individualized. So yep. what I need to do to my body to help it perform at the top levels different to what Teague's needs yep. to do so like individually for me I'm around the 80 kilo mark is when I'm the strongest powerfulest yep. and can run the fittest so like it's just maintaining a little bit of that body weight and like whilst I'm gymming whereas Teague's on the other hand what works for me is when I'm not too heavy but heavy enough to make an impact when I come to, um, up against like someone like a Lonamar or something on the World Series. So my weight is about 70 kilos that I like to play at and be able to run as it's a really hard running game and um, to be able to move my body like. Because when we talk about the game, seven minute halves, seven mm-hmm. people on a full field. Yeah. What type of stats you got on yourselves during game day? You wear GPSs obviously. Yeah, yeah we do. We should know this. This is really bad. Oh. Do you know it? What stats, like high speed and stuff? Yeah, like, like how, kilometers, how much we run. Yeah, like, it's good to see you guys are right into your data. Yeah, yeah. no, Tom Carter's definitely drilled it into us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, could tell Tom, you how no, fast Tom, I run, I but I couldn't tell you how And you are much. a bit of a weapon in that space too, aren't you? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And like I think like what Tom's done and he's really helped excel and utilize my speed and I think our game plan really suits the way I play too. So this season really helps me come out of my shell a little bit, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> So, Teague, what, what's it like making Maddie look good all the time? Like, is that tough? <laughs> tough. She's done it since we were born. What are you talking about? 
Nah, she does the job. Like, she still has to work to get around the other players. So um, I think it's pretty lucky that I'm the one that gets to give her the ball most of the time to let her score a try. Like, um, when she got beat the record, I gave her that ball for How her to cool score. And that? it was yeah, it was pretty so cool surreal. feeling. Like, at the Com Games, I gave her the ball to get the winning try to lock us in for the gold medal. So that was pretty special, I guess. That's cool. I think it's cool having her on the inside too because sometimes she'll, I can see she just gets red in her eyes and lines up the person. I'm like, okay, you can bump them off, but make sure the ball gets to me. Like, <laughs> as much as you like, like want to go through, just pop it off. And speaking of ball sports, what made you transition to like contact sports? Like, and you've got a career outside of sevens. Yeah. What, what made you go down that path? I don't know. We played touch at school and then yeah, obviously very good. <laughs> touch. Buddy no. used to be a little skinny, couldn't catch a ball. Still can't sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't, you know, body yet. But um, yeah, we played touch at school then obviously went to AFL and I think AFL, the contact, I just loved it and then went for a day off school at Rugby Sevens and I guess when I stood up, I stepped out onto that field, it was just like I could just be myself and just, I don't know, I love contact. So when I did contact against the other girls, it just made me so happy. <laughs> and you can see her eyes when she says I know, that. Like, <laughs> but it's like funny because how Teague started to how I started. I started on the bench and telling the coach that if he wants me on the field, I have to watch and make sure that Tegan like holds her own. And if she doesn't get hurt, then you can sub me on. And he used to go, not, not how team sport works. Like you're either on and you're off. And I was like, well, if you want me on, I got to start off. And I used to wear a headgear. And then one day Maddie wanted to play. Mum came on the field and ripped the headgear off my head and then put, put it, it on, on my head. head. Stop <laughs> so, it. Yeah. So that so, she could play. So Teague started before me because she was a little pit bull. So she was um, take hold the her biggest own. girls up on the team. Mum, mum, probably for the better. Let me watch from the side for a little bit. And then <laughs> she took the headgear off you and put it on you. That's yeah. the best line ever. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo. And if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market, you should try the new Body Science Moose Range. Greg, you better be testing those. Mate, they're getting drug tested. Got you covered. So. Why rugby and why rugby seven? Um, well, first of all, we'll talk about the lifestyle. We get to train um, and then travel the oh, So world. that was part of the decision on going for rugby sevens was what that bought as yeah, a complete package? I just think like like nothing wrong to AFL. It's such a great sport. However, just the opportunities, like I debuted at the Olympics and I remember getting back from the Olympics, even though it wasn't um, a proper or normal one, as they would say, due to COVID. And I just remember getting you back. You can and, take yeah. that back because an Olympics is an Olympic. Exactly. Exactly, that's what I... And you'll always be an Olympian. Yeah, and that's why I said to Teague as soon as I got back that it's the best thing in the world and, like, my next goal was to experience it with her and no matter if we had to take up ice hockey or if we had to take up sprinting or any other sport, um, but no, and I think rugby gives us that opportunity to travel the world and play for your country and we do it month in, month out and every time we put on our training gear, it's the Australian colours, so we get to yeah, represent our cool. country quite often. And how long is the season The season. For you pre-season like the whole lot like oh well it's like a yearly sport so we it depends on the year but but this pre-season we'll be traveling um getting ready for obviously the world series and then the olympics so we're pretty fortunate that our coaching staff has come together and we get to travel around the country again and the world do all different things like like for example we have just like go to fiji we're gonna go to japan like ireland versus other teams and get ready for the world series to start up again and is there ever a crossover between seven 
sevens and the 15? Yeah. So there was obviously an opportunity to play for the World Cup last year. Some of the girls, Shani and Bibi, went over and I thought absolutely lit up the stage um, in that 15 space. And we thought about it, but um, individually and personally, like I'm still learning how to play rugby full stop. So um, once I get a bit more comfortable in sevens, then definitely there's an opportunity to go play 15s. And as Tegan and I, we like to strive above and be overachievers all the time. So I definitely like to look at being a dual international later down, whether that's rugby league or 15s. And yeah, crossover I think making the transition from AFL to rugby sevens is quite was quite seamless so I think it'd be cool to try transition again and you're allowed to play both or you got to pick one at the time we have to pick one but we always say the doors not closed yet it's always open mm. um and we have pretty cool people managing us at the moment so you do yeah and you've got good friends in the AFL side too I mean yeah yeah we do no we definitely still stay in contact with all of our friends um like you make friendships everywhere in team sports so they become family so definitely haven't closed that door too and the sons have done everything for us we probably wouldn't be in the position we're in right now with rugby if it wasn't for the sons so that's nice nice to hear yeah speaking of family and sport your seven squad looks like a really tight-knit group of athletes yeah no we um we pride ourselves on a sisterhood um obviously there's bickers and fights here and there but this team like they're incredible and what we have to come is pretty exciting like we're all still young I think our average age is about 22 maybe 23 yeah Um, yeah, Yeah. so we're we're still learning and we're still working as a team and the growth of not only our team but our game is amazing and um, I'm really excited to see what we can do over the next coming years and how many games a year do you play so we play about seven tournaments and six games each tournament. So that's, that's a just fair bit of footy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And even then, you look at that, and people still aren't getting exposed enough. So then, that's where they put on the tour- like tournaments. Like we're going to like Oceania, and we're going over to Ireland to play teams over there and Fiji, and they put on those tournaments so we can get more footy, especially with the lead up to the Olympics. It's so vital that we're playing lots of footy, and we've learned as a team that what's mainly letting us down is our exposure to footy and playing as a team. So yep. even this year, people go, oh, wasn't your best year? Like last year you had a cracker. And um, I was like, oh, geez, thanks. But <laughs> I think it's rough, aren't Yeah, they? I know. But I think it's pretty exciting because there were games we lost. We were losing by, by bees dick, as you like to say. But... Um, <laughs> But we were losing by that and we weren't playing our best footy. So it's exciting to see how much growth we have and where we can actually take this sport of rugby sevens. And like you're talking about an entertaining sport. Yeah. When I was stalking you guys on Insta a while ago, I noticed that you jumped on the other side of the fence and went and experienced one of the events. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what what do you think about, what I want to do is connect the, the end user, the consumer of rugby yep. and the fun, like your events are not really like um, rocking up to a traditional football game where yep. you get there 30 minutes early, leave straight after, go yeah. home. Th- th- it's party town when sevens yeah. are on, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I think especially um, the way they're looking at taking rugby sevens is that big party festival atmosphere. And it's that's so the cool beauty of, Oh, it is. And the beauty of having 14-minute games, if you don't have a big attention span, it's okay because you don't have to concentrate <laughs> for that long. And, yeah, especially. Yeah, we went to London sevens and it was pretty special to yeah. be in the crowd and see, like, everything that happens um we were 
pretty late most of the days <laughs> because we didn't realize how short the days were with just the men but it was pretty special to see all the teams like you could actually see them warming up and then when they take the field and actually watch a game from the stand instead of just being on the sideline and do you reflect on that when you when you i mean obviously when you hit that pitch you're all about winning yeah but do you reflect on what you're bringing to people when you get on the field like you yeah 100 percent. i my coaches call me an entertainer all the time just yeah. because we'll walk out to warm up and everyone's got their heads in the game zoned on and i'll be like waving to people in the crowd and i'll be maddie just... will be waving to everyone i'll be dancing <laughs> yeah we literally will just be like egging the crowd on and i think that's like what makes us so successful because we use that to really get behind us and we sell out a lot of crowds and yeah you do don't yeah you? the atmosphere there especially london sevens being a spectator and just having that atmosphere it's amazing to see like how much people get around rugby sevens yeah. um and being an international sport too like it's pretty cool to see like every different culture like even like dubai has a sellout crowd and it's so cool and then you get to sydney sevens and we're all alcoholics in australia <laughs> so we know how to put on a party that's for sure and um it's pretty cool to be be able to bring people to our home and show people what why Australia is the best country and voted. Yeah. <laughs> voted by three people at this table. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you've chosen the rugby sevens path. You get a lot of gigs outside of rugby with corporates to get involved with sharing your stories or sharing success stories or mentoring other people in other spaces like off the field I think we do to an extent um it's just the thing that lets us down is because we are an international sport we're playing at all hours of the morning so it's really hard to boat like to boost rugby sevens because you're not going to get your seven-year-old kid up to watch a three o'clock game whereas um I find with rugby league they're a lot of the girls are household names and that's exciting to see where women's sevens is I mean where women's rugby is coming along um and I think the reason we aren't household names as much is because we unfortunately don't play at those prime time um prime time shows yeah and I think so it's hard to really try boost it within Australia yes internationally um it's pretty cool we were in Italy and I we were walking down the street and they're like oh you the Levi sisters (laughs) and I was like to be like known like especially Italy not a non probably rugby um town a few Italians disagree yeah well in Positano maybe not (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, so it was pretty cool like that. But I'd be really good to grow the space of sevens and um, how, like, I think we're a pretty skillful team that a young kid can look up to and easy to transition into rugby league and rugby 15. So yeah, hopefully grow the name a bit and then corporates and the sponsorships will take care of themselves. Yeah, nice. How many countries play sevens? You'd be surprised. There's actually quite a lot. Um, We only have 12 on the circuit just because with the long hours and fitting in, um, but you get countries like Madagascar, when we played them, it was pretty inspirational. They couldn't even afford, like they didn't even have enough food for three meals a day and they had pretty special to give them our alternate um, game kit so like we got something to play yeah. in training yeah, yeah it was, and they had tears in their eyes and it was just how much it meant pretty to amazing them. to see how much it meant to them like it was like an honor to give it to them I love it one of the things I love about women's sport and I mean we're, we're massive fans of it here so it's nothing new for us here but I love the fact that you're not trying to mimic male sport yeah you know like before you know I hate saying you know I shouldn't say you know you know you know, know. You know. <laughs> But before, uh, uh, like, and I know a lot of guys who play sport, there's there's a real focus. And like you talked about coming and entertaining and laughing and having fun and just watching the short reels and, you know, the girls dancing and laughing, but 
putting putting it in, like playing great footy or great sport. Yeah. But I just love what women's sport brings to sport. I think sport will grow over the next 20 years from what you've bought from a, an elite level. Yeah, 100%. And I think you look at our warm-ups pre-games and I'm pretty sure every other women's team can vouch for us <laughs> that we are the most tone-deaf Australian team ever. We, we sing like oh, we put on a bit of Kelly Clarkson or an Let's Australian song. Or we play or some Let's games. Go. Oh, no. We, we know. <laughs> yeah, sorry, a bit sick. No. <laughs> but no, we literally just belt at the top of our lungs. We don't care who he is because it gets us pumped up and it gets us a around each other and um, we have dance battles before we go out and play and it's cool to see how much fun we can have and when we have fun that's when we play our best footy but on the flip side you also get those people that are negative towards it and they're like oh no wonder why they're losing when they're warming up like that and yeah okay um it is like they're the keyboard experts. Yeah, the key- yeah. yeah, it's pretty sad to see that, like, obviously we were in the change room playing some fun games or, like, dancing and singing and people were like, oh, that's why you lost to New Zealand because you're too worried about dancing. How but about New Zealand was just a better team on the day? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, oh, I, if that was the case, You've geez. got some talent in yeah. that pool over there too, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, oh, I know. And it's pretty cool to see, like, obviously they're our closest competitors, so they're going to be our closest enemies. But um, representing Oceania as a whole, us, New Zealand, Fiji, we're probably up there in the top five right it's amazing, teams in hey? the world at the moment so just to see how we can all like represent like a whole Oceania which is pretty exciting nice and what about the future like football's finished are you coaches are you mentors are you gonna go work somewhere what are you what are you thinking um, I think I'd love to coach or do some commentary on the sideline or something like that yeah. I'd hate her to be my coach would you why's <laughs> that she lived heavier than you yeah she's a hard ass too mm. <laughs> looks like she goes hard at training yeah she does and that's what got her to where she is I guess yeah yeah I feel like Maddie's gonna be a voice for radio or commentating or yeah anything like that to work in that space like journalism or like commentating um I think as well like hopefully making a big enough name to live off it so to go around and coach people like internationally and to go to corporate events and travel I think going to Europe and going to all these cool places, I don't want to stop traveling when I'm older. So it'd be cool to be able to coincide rugby with a little bit of travel and go. We've been teaching um, these kids over in South Africa how to play rugby. And every time we go there, I like you can't wipe the smile off my yeah, face. Just cool. like yeah, there's these kids are having street amazing. wars in the middle of the and like can't get out and gang fights. But then when they come here, they forget about everything and just play rugby, which is pretty like inspirational. And pretty talented kids over there. Like they're so amazing the footwork that they have and what they're going through over there but when they come and train with us or like when we're coaching them it's crazy how like they just forget about everything and just look like they're having the best time of their life. That's awesome. Is that girls and boys or? Um, yeah. yeah, girls and boys. We mainly look after the girls at the moment. Yep. Just um, obviously because over in South Africa, they have a bit of a pathway for boys, um, but the girls. And then we sponsor, our team sponsored them as well, both the male and oh, the that's girls. that's awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty cool just to see now they've got like a rugby comp up and running and they can pay refs and they can pay for field spaces. Um, so little things you don't even think about when you're here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're so fortunate. And they came as an excursion to watch our games. And we named one of our moves. It's called Hoya because they, they sing. used to sing a song to us yeah. and we used to dance with them. So in the crowd, they were singing it. And every we time came over we scored. and gave them the biggest hug. And as we say, whenever we meet someone, they become family and a part of our team. So it's pretty spe- special to say that they're a part of our team now. And like they're a big inspiration for us to like inspire them, not only them, but us as well. Yeah, that's unreal. 
real that mutual side of things. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of being inspired, your manager Matt Rogers was uh, not bad in the boots himself. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys all hook up? Um, I think Dad obviously used to play rugby league back in the day. Not sure how good he used to be, but he definitely runs his mouth about how good he used to be for Manly and the Manly story always comes up. But yeah, I think through Dad and then obviously we've watched him play footy and thought he was pretty cool and um, inspiring. So then um, for him to lead us would be pretty awesome and I guess learn off him and um, like his professional ways. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He reached out to us and just the way he goes about things. And I think a lot of managers can get caught up in the fact that they are trying to get sponsors and doesn't matter if it affects your rugby, as long as we get this sponsor and this sponsor. And I think a big thing him, Craig, Kim and Chloe are all big on is you play footy and you play it good and the rest will take after. And I think they focus on everything off the field so we can be the best and put our best foot forward on the field. So they always say to us, what you do on the field will get you what you get um, off the field. So it's a good call we're too. Make sure yeah. that we're doing the right thing on the field and doing what we need to, so that everything off the field works better. Yeah, I remember when I was talking to him in the early days of yeah. you know you joining the family with us, and he was talking about your sacrifice and your focus. Yeah, how that's a reward you've got now. Yeah, and I just thought you just don't get lines like that from someone who hasn't experienced it and yeah. done it. And does it, do you spend a lot of time with him in that mentoring you guys as athletes as well? Does he spend a lot of time on your game, for example, or, it, or you go, that's the coaching, I'll stay out of that? Like, um, where do we sit yeah. here? Because yeah, well, it would pretty, be hard for him because he's yeah, he's I not was, just um, some sports manager that did a yeah, course. He's yeah. he's done it. He actually has been. <laughs> no, yeah. I was pretty lucky with him to, obviously, he knows I'm a kicker, so I get a private one-on-one session with him and oh, that's practice cool. that um, kicking off and kicking conversions. Um, learning off him, he was a pretty good kicker himself, so um, it's good to get insight on that obviously being a female it's not as easy to do things like as men but I think it was awesome to learn off him and he taught me quite a lot of things and was so patient with me and said if this doesn't work let's try this instead so yeah yeah and I think um he's like gives us a lot of feedback as well as um, Craig Craig's been involved in rugby and helped Matt too so I think both of them have really helped us along and given us feedback but then they also know when the coach can take over and give yeah. us feedback so they don't over do it and they don't tell us we need to be doing something different or they go along with like how we're going to have a support crew like them is pretty exciting yeah it's pretty cool yeah it is and obviously Matt's done it before both rugby league and rugby union so to have someone that's also a dual athlete to be able to represent us and um, help us with our transition I think that was a massive push in between AFL and rugby he definitely helped ease the stress between those two codes yeah that's good that's really good I've loved chatting with you too is there something that you want to leave with younger people right now because I, I just think you, you look at a lot of people around you and we're old yeah. you know what I mean we're, we've been there we've done that but you guys are changing the world you, you've got women's sport packing out stadiums I yeah. mean that's just epic have it you got is. anything for those kids out there male or female whatever I think obviously having this little bit of break what we needed obviously at training before this break we were both like oh like pretty exhausted and yeah stuff. your lives are pretty full yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then having this break, you realize how much you actually love the sport. And I always say, you don't just do it for the money. You got to do it because you love it. Because yeah. it's your job. So you've got to do something you love. Otherwise, don't do it at all. So I fell in love with it, and I still love it. And I think this little break has shown me how much like I love being physical at training and like athletic and everything like that. So I think just keep doing something that you love. Don't 
don't stop. And if you don't like it, then try something else. Like you're not stuck in that one sport, yeah, one position. Advice. I think there's probably two things that I'd give to younger people. Um, the first one is definitely don't sell yourself to one sport. I think Teague and I are the athletes we are right now because we dabbled in everything when we were younger. We That's played, good, good advice. Yeah, so we played soccer, we played touch, we did dancing, which believe it or not helps with our core work. Cheerleading. Cheerleading, yep. So I think just having the ability to pick up a little bit from everything. So my restarts, I probably wouldn't be as good in rugby sevens if it wasn't for AFL and being light on my feet from dancing. So definitely don't sell yourself to one sport, especially while you're young, play it all because it all works hand in hand. That's good advice from mums and dads out there too, just quietly. Yeah, no, it mm. definitely is. Um, Poor Mum and dad, they were, mum would take us to dancing and then touch like practice. touch and then everything. It was, it was crazy, but we wouldn't be where we are today without them. That's so cool. Yeah. And then I think the second thing Teagues and I have both experienced is um, like you hear it a lot and people say it all the time is like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And yep. I think people just brush over and it's just another saying, but really when I first started playing footy, AFL and rugby, believe it or not, I actually was the shadow for every team. So I was first dropped all the time. Tegan used to make my under-18s teams before I did and <laughs> it's quite, we can laugh at it now, it was quite a sad time but I think going back and having to work hard made me the athlete I am today and we, Teague's obviously got dropped last year from the Aussie team um, for one of the legs when we went over to Canada and a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh well, like that's me done. Whereas Teague's went back, worked harder, made the Com games and ended up being one of the crucial people that helped us win that gold medal. So I think working hard and even though Teagues and I like we have what we're good at after training we'll still stay back and do like even if it's five passes on each side or we'll still do stuff that we're not good at because you're never going to be the best and you're always going to keep chasing to be a better version of yourself so I think even if you think you're at the top you're not you've still got so much more to learn from and like even your strengths they become better and they become stronger if you work on them and your weaknesses just got to keep chasing yeah nice so yeah (laughs) that's what we've learned so far that's pretty awesome i um the last thing i'm just going to do is a blatant product yeah what's your favorite product at the moment i'm loving that new beauty collagen yeah Um, it's a good product actually yeah can you tell i look younger you do That and the headgear combo has done wonders I know. I feel like I should bring the the headgear back. (laughs) I like the BCAA. Yeah. I think um, I get affected by it. Like my face goes so (laughs) itchy and everything. Maddie doesn't get affected (laughs) at all. We we tested it the other day and nothing. nothing, But I reckon it helps me get hyped up for training and just gives me that little edge. Yeah. We took it this morning before gym too. Like, um. And it's perfect. I think especially teaming up with you guys, it's so cool to actually see like what products will help us with our recovery. And even though we don't feel it now, it's about the longevity, longevity within the sport. sport exactly, yep. Yep. Um, and I think that's been something now we've been looking more into about why this helps and like when it's going to help like later down in the track. So especially like taking collagen and um, your little trick about helping if you have a soft tissue Im- um, injury it yeah. helps like knowing what you're putting in your body as well like knowing it's safe obviously with drug testing and yep. everything like that um so we're so happy that we've teamed up with you guys uh, we love it can't tell you it's a very mutual thing speaking of drug testing like you've got a a lot of people wouldn't even you got to tell people where you are all the time don't you yeah oh yep. well we actually forgot about that until um our coach was like so have you you put in and told everyone you're doing europe and i was like oh I thought that's what you guys do. <laughs> um, yeah, but they haven't come to our place yet, but apparently they 
come and knock on your doors at like, your house and things like that. They must they must know what Tegan looks like in the morning. <laughs> Too scared to wake her up out of bed. Classic, <laughs> classic. Look, love having you guys on board. You're going to be long-term family here at Body Science and I really enjoyed the journey with you two over the last 12 months. You know, when Matt came in and said, you've got to check out the girls and you know, I threw that out to our marketing team and yep. dead set, it's been the best thing we ever did. Thank you. And uh, keep just being yourselves. I love it. Thank you. If people want to follow you, Insta accounts? Um, Maddie underscore Levi, Tegan dot Levi. There you go. Get on board. It's worth it. Thank you.